Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash matter butthole. And if you love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too, all really helps out. And let's crack on with today's first story. Now, today's first story comes from Throwaway Plans, who asks, am I the asshole for refusing my wife's plans that she doesn't tell me about? I, 34 male, had a fight with my wife, 33 female, and I need some perspective because this is an ongoing issue. On Wednesday, we were talking about stuff in our garage. We don't use it for anything but storage right now, but she will be getting a motorbike in a few months' time. There's space for the bike, but it's a good motivator to do a clean-out. Not an immediate urgent problem, though. She said in passing, we should clear out all the boxes and get rid of the junk. I said, yeah, I need to sort through some of that stuff. That's it whole convo. I'm not forgetting or skipping anything. That's literally it, word for word. On Saturday, I slept late after a huge week and then was just chilling out. She seemed tetchy, asking me repeatedly what I was up to today and getting more annoyed when I said things that amounted to just chilling, you? Finally, I asked if there was something she was wanting to do. As far as I know, we had no plan, so I figured on an afternoon reading and cooking, maybe binging some TVs, would do when we have a couch day. She snappily asked if I was going to sort out the boxes in the garage. I said, today. I wasn't planning on it. She said, remember, you have to sort the stuff out so we can get rid of the junk and clear the garage out. I said, yeah, I remember, but I wasn't going to do it today. But you need to move the junk. I want to sort out the rest of the stuff tomorrow. I said I was not really keen to do that today specifically and and asked if she had to do the clean out this weekend, as we hadn't discussed that and I was happy to do it with her. Just not on that timeline as I am working Sunday. On Saturday was my only day off in a 70 hour week. She was mad. So this is the reoccurring problem. I remember the conversation we had and it was a general, we should do X. No timeframes, no plan, no dates, no obvious reason for urgency. She then either truly believes or act like there was a specific plan to do X at a specific time. Gets annoyed when I'm not ready to do it and then suddenly wants me to do it right now. This has happened a bunch of times. In my view, we certainly did not make a plan and it was just a generalized idea. If you want to do something at X time, you need to say, let's do this at X time and let other person know, don't you? Am I mad? I think it's unreasonable for her to keep assuming that whatever vague thing she says is a plan just because that's what she thought in her head but never actually said and expecting me to jump to it the moment she says and expecting me to jump to it the moment she says, actually, she wants to do it now. She then gets mad that I won't just do it right now anyway since I'm not doing anything. Am I being unreasonable to think that we should do X does not mean we will do X at the very next available opportunity? Am I missing something? Edit. Please stop assuming that my wife is doing all the chores and managing the household work and that this is about me not doing enough at home. 
it's not the case. If anything, she is the one more likely to need reminders about doing chores and less likely to take initiative on deep cleans. She knows this. I know this. We talk and laugh about this regularly. This really isn't about our chore split or me waiting to be told to do stuff around the house. And we do have an update on this. Now, I got to come into this one and initially I was coming at it from my point of view. I was thinking about myself as I was reading it. And I was kind of like, yeah, sometimes, you know, I do procrastinate and leave things a long time. And maybe that's what the issue, part of the issue is here. I'm not saying OP is the issue. So I was kind of thinking along, everyone sucks here, but... You know, OP said the chore split is, you know, it's nothing to do with that, anything like that at all. So if we was just to go with the initial story, it'd have to be a not the arsehole. Simply because, you know, OP's saying that it's just about, you know, her expecting him to do things at the very, very last minute. Which if it's totally the case, then I don't think it can be the arsehole. Because it's just lacking that communication of saying, you know, can we do this at the weekend? rather than jumping on it last minute when when one of the partners doesn't want to do it, if that makes sense. And it probably is unfair of me to come from my perspective in a situation like this, because obviously I'm thinking about what I might do. And, you know, I know sometimes I will, I will leave stuff on the bottom of the stairs, leave stuff on the kitchen side. I will have a loft pile, which sits there for months. <laughs> but be more Beck says, not the asshole. If she wants something done within a specific time frame, she should say that. If you work 70 plus hours a week and have one day off, I can understand why you wouldn't want something like that sprung on you. It would be different if it was urgent, time-sensitive issue, but that doesn't seem to be the case here. I will say that I am very specific about how and when I want things to be done, but I make it known up front and I also ask to make sure the request is reasonable for the other person. For example, I would like for us to sort the pantry out to get rid of expired items. I'd like to have it done by next Saturday. Does that sound good for you? Life with Cat says everyone sucks here. You're both missing something. Communication. I get that you want to chill and just have a day of nothing after a long week. I've been there. I get that she wants to get X done after talking about it with you. I've been there too. You both could have compromised here. Spend an hour speed sorting through what you want to keep and spend the rest of the day chilling. Otherwise, it keeps getting off put until she absolutely needs the space and then you're rushing to get it done last minute. Would your work week have been any different the next week or the one after that? Instead of dropping hints, she should have said, hey, let's work on cleaning the garage instead of putting off and you should have said, let's sort out stuff for an hour. Then I want to chill because I've had a long week. You can keep working on it if you want. To which OP replies then, getting the thing done is not much the issue to me, but the repeated thing where I feel ambushed with something she insists we are going to do when it was never communicated. I think I have a right to have an input on when we do things too. And I think there's just a respect issue of actually discussing it with the person you expect to do the thing. Yes, my work week should be different next week. That's part of why I think it's up for discussion. I struggle with suddenly getting a change of plan sprung on me, even if it's you need to spend an hour doing this chore when you thought you were relaxing. So that's part of why I'm here to find out if it's unreasonable to want more notice that I have to get my brain into work mode. Arm no says not the arsehole, however. Getting validation here that you aren't the arsehole in this particular situation isn't going to do anything on the ongoing pattern in your relationship that you contribute to. You should probably get into couples counseling so you can work with a neutral third party to help unpack this and develop a better dynamic on both sides. I've been in your spouse's shoes and I'd guess there's a history of procrastination there, which I can tell can be pretty hurtful. Fairy mascot says everyone sucks here. 
I don't like getting surprise plans dropped on me either, but the impression you give off is of the kind of guy who'd procrastinate on things for ages, if not badgered into doing them. If this is an ongoing issue, it seems very easily fixable. When she says we should do X, instead of saying yeah and dropping it, say yeah, when do you want to do it? Mark it down in your calendar and do it on a decided date. It's not fun to have a giant list of chores hanging over your head indefinitely because your spouse won't contribute. OP replies saying she really does not have a giant list of chores hanging anywhere. I don't need to be badgered to do anything. I just want to know about it when she feels there's a deadline because the change in use of the garage is three months away. And one more from not doing it anymore who says not the asshole. There was a severe lack of communication. You are not a mind reader. Her assuming that you were going to do it the first open minute you had was wrong. A five minute conversation would have avoided this. And now let's move on to the update to find out what happened next. Well, this generated more debate than I expected. Thank you. I thought my expectation was obvious, seemingly kind of not. It's interesting to see how many people agreed she was not communicating, but still said I was an asshole for not making up that communication deficit. I get it in a way, but also kind of not. We talked. As predicted, she laughed at the idea, said so many times here and there that she is the one tracking and organizing and planning all the household stuff and that this is about me not taking responsibility for the mental load or chores. That is not her or us. It sucks for women that this is so common that everyone else assumed it here, but it's not what's happening. Here's what we figured out. She doesn't always think about whether she actually specified the plan or not. In her head, it's the plan and she does have a thing of forgetting that not everyone is in her head. She gets the strong urge to do things now because she struggles to do things that she's not strongly motivated to in the moment. When I push back, she gets frustrated that urge is blocked and in the moment, she doesn't really see why planned or not matters so much. She's making it clear now that she wants to do it now and she's frustrated that I can't just try to adapt spontaneously. We both hate committing to too much housework ahead of time because we both hate housework and sometimes either or both of us want to bail on it. We can see how this is a problem given I'm, we have to plan and she's, do it when the urge strikes. We accept we have to steer ourselves and do that more clearly together. She doesn't love planning ahead generally. It actually came up that I'm usually the one trying to drag a timeline out of her and she resists because she doesn't like committing like that. She's play it by ear and see how it goes. I prefer planning obviously, but I also need a little mental space to do it. She says things as they come to a head sometimes as a total tangent to what's going on. This means she'll say something offhand while I'm in the middle of something else. I agree because I agree, but I don't immediately stop what I'm doing to make a plan about it. Hence why I don't always say, as recommended, I can help you with that on X day because I don't know in that moment and my focus is elsewhere. I also assume that there is going to be another mention of when we do the thing because it's obvious to me that that's the next step. Even if we didn't get to it in that moment, I need to be clearer about that with her and tell her that I can't plan right now, but flag that I want to plan it. So our plan, lol, for now is that she needs to try and remember to tell me if she has a time frame. I need to try and ask if I need one. And if I don't have space right now to plan, I say, okay, I agree, but let's make a plan for that. And I gotta say, I love a story like this once in a while, you know, just an everyday communication issue that happens in quite a few relationships, I, I would imagine. And you know, we see a lot of absolutely dramatic stories 
when we're reading these. So you see these kind of ones about arguing about when we're going to clean the garage or when we're going to do this and communications between them. And I, I quite enjoy the dynamic in them. But what about you guys? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. And our next story comes from Altruistic Rabbit 21 who says, Am I the arsehole for telling everyone the truth? Why my brother didn't come to our family reunion? A little background for context. My brother's girlfriend and my wife got into an argument four years ago. My brother Jack's girlfriend Danielle tends to hold grudges and cut people out of her life when she isn't happy with their actions. The fight my wife and Danielle got into was over a mutual friend, my brother's best friend Henry. Danielle didn't like Henry and told my brother it was either her or Henry. My brother broke up with her but eventually cut ties with his best friend and got back together with Danielle. Danielle told my wife to stop inviting Henry to cookouts, parties and events. My wife said no, Henry is a family friend and is more than welcome to come to anything we host. Danielle said she needed to rethink their friendship feeling my wife didn't side with her. My wife basically told her to grow up and fuck off. My wife and Danielle haven't spoken to each other since the argument. My wife did apologize numerous times and she was out of line. Danielle won't accept her apology and by doing so had my brother pick a side. It's been a real nightmare when my brother has tried numerous times to reconcile, tried to meet his niece who is two and come to gatherings. Danielle gives him an ultimatum every time, so he chooses to stay away to avoid conflict with his girlfriend. For the past four years, every time we've had a family get-together, we've made excuses for Danielle and Jack, saying they are busy or have prior obligations. My parents said Danielle's biggest concern is family members will think of her differently if they find out she's the one preventing my brother from attending family gatherings. She tends to put on an act for family that she's sweet and innocent. Behind the curtains, she controls my brother and has a very bad temper. We had a family reunion over the weekend and once again, everyone asked where Danielle and Jack were. I finally told everyone the truth that Danielle was still upset with my wife and she's refusing to make amends and my brother isn't allowed to go anywhere without her. My parents said they have tried to talk to my brother alone but Danielle won't let it happen. They asked how he liked being an uncle. I told them the truth that he's never met his niece. He's made a couple of attempts, but Danielle wouldn't let him, so he hasn't been able to. 
The look on their faces was shock, mortified and confused. Some asked me to go into detail, so I did, and others kind of just smiled and walked away. Now my parents are saying I'm an asshole because family is going to look at Danielle differently, and I've made it awkward for any other family gatherings in the future for my brother and Danielle. Edit, for everyone asking what Henry did to Danielle, Henry told Jack that Danielle was trying to isolate him. She didn't like the fact that Henry told Jack to break up with her after six months of dating. Danielle didn't like how close Henry and Jack were. They would play golf together and do things she doesn't like to do, so she felt excluded. She gave my brother an ultimatum, saying Henry was threatening their relationship. Jack told Henry, so Henry spoke up and called her a bitch. Henry would try and point out other girls when they went to the bar to sway Jack's mind. As a girlfriend, she felt he was trying to break them up, which he was. And we're going to cover some comments straight away because OP replies to quite a few of them. So, Alan says... Not the asshole. I feel bad. It seems your brother is stuck in an abusive relationship. Who cares about Danielle's feelings? Your parents should be trying to help your brother out of this cycle. Edit. Haven't seen some of the comments left by OP. I do believe Henry isn't the best person either. Trying to get him to cheat isn't cool and he should have just focused on her issues. Unfortunately, it seems a lot of people around Jack aren't the best, but Henry's actions don't negate Danielle's controlling issues with everyone else in Jack's life. OP replies saying, My parents are the most passive people ever. They said they tried to bring it up one time to my brother and Daniel told them to back off or she will cut contact with them. My parents are so scared of losing him, they will do anything to avoid confrontation. Lizzie says not the arsehole, but also info. What was Daniel's issue with Henry? OP replies saying, Henry was Jack's best friend besides me. He is loud and boisterous and speaks the truth. Danielle felt Henry was too close to my brother since they did everything together. She felt like the third wheel and felt threatened in their relationship. She even went as far as to tell my wife and her mum my brother was in a gay relationship with Henry, which was not true. Henry spoke up and said she wasn't a good person or good girlfriend, which she heard directly from Henry and flipped out. Broken Nail says, oh no, people know an abuser is an abuser. Not the asshole, but damn, I hope someone in your family is telling your brother about resources for abused partners and they're willing to help him get out. OP replies saying my parents are too scared to say anything since she's already threatened them once. She will cut all ties if they ever mention my wife or kid to her again. Broken Nail replies that saying, is that the only thing she's threatening this over? Has anyone talked to your brother alone, offered him help and shelter, or are they literally never apart? Doesn't at least one of them work or go out without the other? OP replies saying he is never alone from her. Even when my parents call, he has to put the phone on speaker and she's right there. He owns two houses and could go to his other house anytime. She won't allow it. She throws tantrums and threatens him. He's so passive he would rather have his tail between his legs than get in an argument with her. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and let's move on to one more story. This one comes from Yellow Ribbon in Oak who says, Am I the asshole for kicking my son out of the car? My 37 husband, 38, is currently in prison. Things have been really hard for our family since he went away two years ago. Three years left on his sentence. My son, 16, is aware of what's going on, but my daughter, 10, is not. She thinks he's working in another state. Yesterday, my son and I got into an argument while driving home. I told him that I had a lot going on right now and needed his understanding. With his sister in the back seat, he shouted, It's not my fault your husband went to prison. My daughter heard and started crying. I was devastated that she found out like that. I pulled over and screamed for him to get out the car. He refused, so I reached over and opened his door and made him get out. 
I drove away so I could comfort my daughter and explain things to her without being distracted by him, trying to get back in the car. Once she was calm, I drove back to where he was and picked him up. He didn't even apologize to me or his sister. Once we got home, he went to his room. I was talking to my mother about what happened and she said I'm the asshole for driving off without telling him I would be back, which must have been scary. I think a little fear can be a good lesson, but maybe I went too far. Am I the asshole? Now, if we go back to the start of this post where you said, you know, that your daughter doesn't know that your husband's in prison, your son does. You know, this is not on your son that you've been keeping this secret from your daughter all the time. I, I don't know what the right thing to do. I think the truth is always best because it's going to come out eventually that your husband was in prison. And I don't know, I'm not sure what it's like. I've never been in this situation, but surely your daughter would have the opportunity to visit him then rather than no contact at all for, for five years of his sentence. This daughter is just going to assume that he's not visiting her for five years of her life. When he comes out, she's going to be 13. She's probably going to remember much about him in that time. Maybe that's an over-exaggeration, but it just feels that way to me. But regardless, this is something that you lied about and you're blaming your son for. And he's clearly frustrated about the whole thing as well. And then for you to kick him out with the whole, I think a little fear can be a good lesson. Holy shit. Absolutely, you're going to be the asshole to me in this situation. You chuck the 16-year-old, your son, out of the car. But Shrieking Violet says you're the asshole. I knew that before I asked the questions, but so clearly you're the asshole. Info, why is your husband in prison? How does your son feel about it? Why were you arguing? Opie replied saying first and third, I answered elsewhere. Trumped up drug charge and late pickup. For the second, my son has been really cold about the whole thing. He says he doesn't care. Lingenberry says, how late? You've been asked that many times and you avoid the question. Opie replies saying, it was an hour, okay? I get it, I'm a terrible mum. Message received, call off the dogs. Cafe Saigon says, but you posted here. To which Opie replies saying, I know, I know. I wasn't expecting this many people to answer. I used a throwaway on here once before to ask about a fight I got into with my dad and got like 15 responses and no one was this mad. I wasn't expecting all of this. It was overwhelming. I'm evil, okay? I get it. Tess Max says, You're the asshole. I'm sorry you're having a rough time, but you abandoned your child at the side of the road and there's no excuse for that. Also, a little fear can be a good lesson. What the hell does that mean? Lemon Starburst says, You're the asshole. It's not your kid's responsibility to bear the weight of your lies. You fucked up by trying to keep it a secret and you fucked up in handling your anger at your kid. Pretty surprising, none of her classmates outed the truth because anything like that is bound to be gossip for other parents. Ranger Man says, you're the asshole, you threw your child out the car and left him on the side of the road because he exposed a lie that you told your other child. This is all on you, sis. You got exactly what you deserved. Alien says, you're the asshole, you abandoned a minor at the side of the road. It doesn't matter if you meant to come back. He didn't know that. He could have easily left the area you left him and not returned home. You said fear can be a good lesson. That's a toxic and honestly gross mindset. Your child should never be afraid of you, especially not you abandoning them. You need to go to him and apologize and say that what you did wasn't right. Don't deflect your blame on what he said slash did. Don't act like he knew you'd come back for him all along. Don't make excuses for your actions. Pancreatically Broke says, and replies to that one saying, the saddest thing is that now he's been abandoned by both parents. Granted, his dad didn't choose to go to prison, but in all likelihood, he did choose to commit a crime which led him to prison. Now his mum abandons him by the side of the road. 
Stuff like this can really scar kids anyway, but given now it's both parents that left him, I can't imagine how he's feeling. I just want to give the poor kid a massive hug. And just last bit of additional information because people were asking and it's OP replied to people and they said, it was the local cops trying to prove a point. He sold some extra pain medication he had from a back injury, but then they found some small plants he was growing for personal use and because he wasn't deferential enough to them, Throughout the process, they made an example out of him. Now, what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today. Getting involved in the stories you love, support and time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for getting involved. And hopefully, I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. When life was good, weather and palm trees Back in the day, you were everything I need But then along came a time when you crushed my dreams Oh yeah, you played me like a fool And you made me believe that the line between love Wasn't thick enough to read Oh yeah, you see we in despair, crime everywhere You're selling false hope cause you just don't care Nah, uh, you just don't care Nah, 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 you just don't, just don't care Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable that's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.